stronger, be wiser, our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment, our seat, our table. Yeah, hey, 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 our seat, our table. Good morning, everyone. This is your girl, Barbara Chandler, over here at WPRK. And you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. As usual, it is Friday morning, and we are here every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And as promised, I will bring you the best in all our guests. Today, we have joining us today, 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 it's going to be a good day. We have joining us. Donna Bent, Donna Chase Benton, and we also have Miss Kay Goody. We are talking about natural hair. I said it, natural hair, and how it is very defining in the African American community. How it defines who we are as individuals and also as a collective. Our seat, our table, as I've always stated, has always been a way in which we can bring in our local community influencers, our grassroots leaders, our historians, our entrepreneurs, in order to give them a platform. There's a lot of leadership happening on the very grassroots level, and our seat, our table, the leadership lounge brings those leaders to you. So I realized that uh, December, the holidays are approaching and there is so much happening in, in our local community. Um, Hannibal Square Heritage Center tonight, tonight, tonight. From 6 to 8 p.m., we are doing Light Up Hannibal Square. This is the third year that we're doing this. Um, this particular initiative, uh, we started this as a way to bring our community together during COVID, and we wanted to do it in a safe manner. We were doing it with a community potluck. We, will, it, we would invite our elders and our community partners. Everybody would bring a, a favorite dish. We called it Stone Soup. And then the big C came, COVID came. And what inspired me to do this, I was in the store getting some supplies, and two of the seniors that were that attended the Heritage Center, they too were in the store. And I'm like, what are y'all doing out here? And they were like, oh, we're just out here. I'm like, you're not supposed to be out here. So I realized that people were feeling extremely isolated. The, um, the holidays were approaching, and I needed to find a way in oh, we needed to find a way in which to bring a safe community event and hence started Light Up Hannibal Square. So basically everything happens right outside. Uh, you don't even have to get out of your car. The Heritage Center, we, we decorate. We have a great um, company that worked with us to decorate. Our local city government was also supportive in this effort. So the house, if you've never been to the Heritage Center, the house is decked out, almost said tricked out, but it's decked out in lights. Uh, the Tuskegee Airmen this year, he 
too will be decked out in lights. And we invite our community partners to come out and just decorate trees in honor of the holidays. It's a great community event. We're going to have Coco. We're going to have one of Crealdi's artists. He's a ceramicist. He does these wonderful mugs. So you can come over, get a mug, get some cocoa, and of course, it wouldn't be the Heritage Center without live music. We're going to have some live music from the Winter Park Community Center Youth Program. They're going to be singing some carols. So we, we're, we're so lucky to have them there and have, happy to have them as a community partner. So I just wanted to let people know you are invited. This is not a... Um, this is not a, a special event. It is special, but it is not an event that is exclusive to anyone, but inclusive to everyone. So we want to make sure that our community is there. It's a short span. It begins at 6 to 8, and there's going to be a bit, of, a, a bit of everything happening. But most of all, there will be a lot of community members. So it's a great way to engage. So once again, we want to thank you for joining us, uh, our seat, our table, the Leadership Lounge. I think you're going to find this show really interesting. Um, I am definitely a fan of natural hair, not only because I'm natural, but um, what it represents for me. But we want also to get the input from our guests who are authorities in this area. Donna Chase Benton. Am I correct there? You are correct. Okay. Donna Chase Benton is the co-founder and creator, co-creator yes. of Hair She Grows. You heard it right. Hair, H-A-I-R, She Grows. She is also the CEO of Hair She Grows. So we definitely want to find out more of what inspired that initiative and why it's so important to have a hair, a natural hair conference. And then we are going to hear from Miss Kay Goody. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm so happy to have Kay here. Kay is an entrepreneur and Kay is from inmate to influencer. She specializes exclusively in natural hair. She's a motivational speaker. She comes to your events and she's going to talk a bit about um, her her profession and also what motivated her. Uh, we're going to learn about her. We're going to learn about both of these women and their contributions to the natural hair. So we're going to begin with Miss Donna. Miss Donna, when I think about hair, she grows. Um, and my story is always we hosted one of your gatherings at the Heritage Center. And I was natural prior to knowing that your organization existed. And so when you hosted this event, I had actually went back and started relaxing. So in walk these beautiful professional women, attorneys, teachers, just from all genres. And there I am in my relaxer. So I got to know what started this initiative, Here She Grows. Well, it started as a vision between myself and Natasha Ford, my late business partner, and it was a necessity because we didn't see these events in our area. So we wanted to bring those local. Mm -hmm. um, and it pretty much was, it's kind of started off, we built a event planning company around the event. Wow. Because it was things that we wanted to bring to our community and decided hair, natural hair was our major thing. We both had, at the time she had locks, and I was just natural and always it was a struggle. 
because <laughs> prior to that, of course, I had relaxers, um, I think starting from the age of 20 wow. until, so I think I've been natural about 10 years at the time. Right. And decided that what to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't know, you know, hairstyles. It was a big movement, and I don't want to say movement because we always had natural hair. That's it right. never went anywhere. That's right. It was just the, some of us kind of veered off and started using chemicals because we wanted the ease of doing our hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so and what we thought was flexibility. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that led to hair loss. Yes. Damaged scabs because I had plenty uh, chemical burns, and these were from professionals, and not to knock anyone and Correct. Uh, any industry. It was just that I felt no one knew my hair more than I did. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it was like, time for the big chop. I didn't know what the big chop was. I just cut my hair off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wasn't following exactly. anyone or the YouTubes. I wasn't big on YouTube. Uh-huh. I just felt internally, this is what I needed to do. And so that is just what I did, started I did the big chop and went from there. And Was this during the time or before you started the Hair She Grows organization? Yes, it okay. was uh, uh, maybe a year prior. Okay. And Natasha and I met on the job. So we both, both worked for a cor- corporate industry uh, and we were laid off <laughs> okay. at the same time. And so we were like, you know, what's our next move? We need to do and figure out. And that's when the Chase Ford Events Company came about. And the first Natural Hair and Beauty Expo, and that was in 2010. Wow. So it was the largest Natural Hair and Beauty Expo held in Florida. Where, um, was, where was that location? In Orlando. So we did the very first event at the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Okay. And a funny story behind that was that there was a dog show in the expo hall <laughs> next to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we had 300 people attend our event nice. from all over the U.S., as well as we had Felicia Leatherwood, if anyone knows. She's a very big name in the natural hair industry. And we had her flown in as a guest speaker. Nice. Um, as well as other local stylists. So it was very important that we bring in our local community because exactly. the majority of the people were from Florida, the Central Florida area. Yeah. So our thing is that we wanted to help the local entrepreneurs and curate this, the guest speakers that all went along with that to help benefit the attendees that were coming to the show. Excellent, excellent. So I do want to say this is a show is not to uh, disclaim or not to say that any type of hairstyles that African-American women and men wear are not appropriate. But what we are saying is that in this very critical time of defining who we are, our hair plays a very essential role in that. Um, So I just want to make that disclaimer. We're not here to, um, you know, uh, change anybody's mind and how they're wearing their hair or to say that if you're not wearing your hair a certain way, um, that you're excluded from this conversation. This conversation is for everyone. All inclusive. All inclusive. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Donna. And and, um, definitely Natasha was an incredible force. And um, we all miss her. We all miss her. So definitely. Yeah, yeah. So Miss Kay Goody, Miss Kay Goody came by way of uh, my daughter-in-law, and um, 
she says, oh, oh, I got somebody for you. So <laughs> Miss K. Goody is an exclusive, exclusive to natural hair. Yes, ma'am. And that, that says a lot. And also from inmate to influencer. So tell us about your journey and how you became a natural hair expert authority. Well, um, initially, when I came into the hair care industry, <clears throat> I was like everyone else. I would take any business that would come my way. Um, but quickly, I learned that I was not being true to who I was and what I believed. I did not um, fortify my hair with chemicals. Mm. I didn't feel comfortable applying chemical treatments to someone's hair because I know what the long-term effects were. Right. Um, and I that also goes back to my... Um, past as what some would call an inmate and mm -hmm. a retired street pharmacist and okay. i don't intentionally poison people unless they ask for it if you want <laughs> <laughs> okay but it, i just wanted to make sure that i was standing true and then on top of that i was actually noticing how using those chemicals was affecting my health uh, okay. substantially okay my hands were peeling um my breathing because i do have asthma my mm -hmm. breathing was suffering I was using nebulizer more frequently, mm. uh, and I wasn't able to provide my best self. So at that moment in 2015, for me to say I am no longer accepting business from anyone who is not natural was like a chopping block. And it was also a health um, regarding your health as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for I'm, I'm speaking as far as for the onlookers. Okay. They felt that it was going to be detrimental to me all around, like it was going to stop me from receiving business. I'm cutting away money. I'm uh -huh. dropping off the bucket. Mm -hmm. um, but actually that transition and that pivot is what catapulted my business. Correct. In a direction that I never saw possible. Specializing. So yeah. finding a niche in the hair yeah. that yeah. you could specialize in. And I think yeah. that's what's important for people to do, understand when entering into the business sector, especially if you're somebody who doesn't have or don't have a background in it, it doesn't have a tribe, doesn't have somebody to mm -hmm. look up to or to even be inspired by, you have to understand niching yourself into exclusivity provides, uh, it provides explosive growth. Exactly. So I was, I'm grateful that I found that opportunity and I'm grateful that I took the window and it, from there I was able to just allow the creativity and the things that I had birth within myself exactly. to just come to life. Yeah. And when we speak about something like hair or, or even um, any other industry where there's so many areas of that industry that you, you are working, but to be able to say, I specialize in X, Y, Z, meaning that you were taking all the you're you're constantly educating yourself sure. on how to stay uh, at the top of your game, as we would say. Yeah. So uh, there's so many things that we do, but what do we specialize in? Donna, coming from a corporate background, I caught that part. <laughs> at this particular point, and this question goes to both of you, how is natural hair seen in those traditional workspaces? Where are we now? Is it still? It's, you know, it is uh, definitely changing. Okay. But that did not come easily. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still a work in progress. Okay. So starting back in 2010, it, there was a lot of discrimination. So from the military into yes. the corporate uh, location, um, our hair just never seemed uh, professional enough. Um, now we have where there's a huge movement, you know, the Crown Act. Yes. That is certainly going from state to state to help 
make those things law that you cannot discriminate against someone because of the hair that is coming out of their head. That's correct. So when we, you know, that's a, another reason why the expo, why we want to educate people on the benefit of, for me, it's not just that your hair is natural. It's about health correct. and the health of the person. Uh, like Kay Goody says, it wasn't just using the chemicals that were not beneficial to the uh, receiver, the but client. also herself. Mm-hmm. So having that understanding, um, now we know there's a lawsuit in regards to chemical relaxing. Yes, yes. Um, I can't scroll through with Facebook without seeing that there's a, um, what what is it called, the for the relaxers and, and how it causes all these different um, diseases yes. or fibroids within our body. Yes, yes. I, I, was t- I recall having a story told to me where a uh, young uh, cosmetologist student, within her studies, she had to, there was a um, mortician who came in, and he mentioned the fact that they had uh, a lot of black deceased people, wow. women, when you pull back the scap, there was white substance there. See, nobody's talking about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about that. Yeah, the formaldehyde um, actually builds up and packs into the body. And a lot of times what people don't discuss, I'm just speaking from like a stylist perspective, is the proper hygiene of the scalp. Mm. And a lot of times people transition in and out of hairstyles and don't take time to properly wash and cultivate and making sure that you're removing the buildup from the scalp. Um, the cerebellum that's that that's packing your your follicle in, mm-hmm. if it's not treated with care, it's going to show in other areas of your body. And I always tell women to treat your scalp with the same care you treat your hoo ha. Correct, correct. Because it's got the same composition, it's got the same sensitivity. And if you're that disrespectful to your scalp, would you be that disrespectful to your your person? Yeah. Right, right. And a lot of times that changes. And just to go back, spin the block back to mm-hmm. the corporate setting. What I've noted is when people come to my chair, it's not just a hairstyle. It's more of a chrysalis. Mm. You know, we're, we're going to discuss your spirit. We're going to discuss your mind. We're going to discuss your lifestyle. Correct. Because all of that, all of that formulates to how your hair is going to be able to sustain and grow. That's correct. If you're stressed, if you're continuing to fight battles, if you're not taking in the right amount of water, mm-hmm. if you're taking in medication, all of that has to be mentioned to me because that's going to let me know how to navigate you. That's correct. And a lot of times the biggest concern and the biggest problem I see is the women, they will, how to humbly say this, they will put themselves in a bind because they don't want to present the wrong presentation in corporate America. Ah, Compromise. uh, It compromised their integrity. They will compromise their Mm well-being. They will compromise Sleepless, yes. I, they will compromise yeah. anything yeah. to make sure that they present the right face mm-hmm. Correct. in corporate America. And I always tell them, you know, excuse my French, but Karen doesn't have to worry about this when she wakes up in the morning. That's correct. That is correct. And every day that you allow yourself to be degraded in that fashion, you are closing the door for somebody else coming behind you. That is correct. So understand that when you are making this choice to be a natural woman, you are now a change maker. That's right. You are stepping out into the world and saying, you know, I accept the glory that God blessed or the universe, whatever indemnity you need to put blessed on me because our hair was not meant to lay low and waverly. Right. It was meant to raise high to the sky and to praise the masses. Right. So don't 
adjust your crown. I say right. that all the time. Right. You know, allow your coils to flourish. Right. Because somebody, the ne- person sitting next to you that is less qualified for the position that they're sitting in. They don't have that issue. They don't have that issue. That's correct. And so that goes into how it defines us. How, so I have been natural now. So I went natural twice. I went natural maybe over 30-ish years ago. No, less than that. I'm going to say about 25 years ago. And at that time, I felt like I was one of the few. I was not seeing a lot of women going around natural. So I just had my one hairstyle. That was the thing that I learned from Hair She Grow. I knew my one little hairstyle. Um, I would either wear my big afro or put the rubber band the and puff. have it. The puff. Mm-hmm. The puff. Yes. And I love the puff. puff. Love it's the easy. Puff. It's easy. I can't stand that puff. <laughs> I think it's oh. fashionable. It's so cute. It it's is so not. It is, it, you are <laughs> snatching your edges out yes. like yeah. for the life of you. Yeah. Yes. When you're putting that traction and that tension on your yes. hairline, you are saying to your hairline, what, what people don't realize is hair is a training organism. Okay. So the way that you consistently I, manipulate it is what's going sim- to it's gonna it's tell, gonna it, to tell it to do. I so agree. If, when you decide you want to wear a coiled or, or a wash and go yes. or twist out, them edges is not going to cooperate because you was rocking that puff. You you kept saying, pull me up. So the second time now, it has been about three years. And so I grew it out long. And so here's the other part. My hair started to gray. I start my natural inheritance. The color was no longer taken. That's the other part about natural. Mm -hmm. There's allowing the texture to be itself, and there's allowing the color to be itself. And I was like, oh, my God. (sighs) I was breathing and huffing and puffing every morning once I decided to stop coloring. Mm -hmm. I had to make that acceptance within me. Barbara, your mother was gray. Your grandmother was gray. You are now gray. You may still think that you're 20, but inside you may feel it so, but your hair is doing something else. And I embraced it. And exactly what you said about training the hair to do. So in that very first grow out stage, I would never comb it. Mm. I would always use my finger and do my two strand twist every single night. A friend of mine would say, oh my God, you're going to do that again. And it would take me a while. Let's talk about how much time it takes when you are um, going through that natural process, whether you're going out. But this was my commitment to myself. Yeah. So that hour of twisting my hair ever so um, um, at night, ever so gently, that was that was for me. Self care. That that was part of my self care, and it also helped to tone my arms. So let's <laughs> double yeah. benefits. There's double benefits. So how does it define us in this space? Especially when we have, we're talking about Black Lives Matter, uh, post Breonna Taylor, post George Floyd. Why? How is that so defining to us? I think that that's that is one of the most important narratives that you brought up because in the African American community, a large majority of the women do not touch their own hair. They don't, very they don't wash yes. it. They don't know how to they braid to it. The they go to the stylist yeah. and they trust yeah. They trust that part of themselves with someone else. And I think it's important for you to, to take back those reins because that is a part of loving on yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you leave that stylist's chair, we, we're not with you 24-7. So there are things that you're going to be able to feel. There's things that you're going to be able to touch that we're not going to be able to see. So it's important for you to build that, to cultivate that relationship. And I, and I always say your crown is your highest identity before you get to the spiritual realm. And when you 
create that bond. When you start to speak your own love language to yourself, that is a relationship that nobody can tarnish. And that's why I, I see women that are natural, they walk with a different walk. You know, their shoulders are it's back. A it's a confidence. Yes. Yeah. The confidence that comes behind that because you know what the cultivation that came behind that. It, it's mine. Yes. I grew it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It, it's, it's like when you pull that vegetable out of the garden. Yes. It tastes a lot sweeter because you know that you're the one who tended that soil. That's right. You're the one who turned it over. You pulled every weed out. Mm-hmm. So it's important for you for that that process to happen. I, I instruct my clients. Take a moment. Oil your scalp. And that even just a simple process of putting the oil and touching your scalp, yes. you're now loving on yourself. Yes. And those five minutes that you took to love on yourself is a cup that you're pouring into so you can pour more out into the I world. I agree. I agree. Donna? I definitely agree. Um, I love the fact uh, what Kay Goody was speaking on that with our hair being our crown, and it makes us, when you're proud of your hair, Regardless uh, if you're wearing two-strand twists That's right. or an afro or if you're doing a, you know, the, the puff. The puff. puff. <laughs> <laughs> that we love so much. And it kind of goes with everything. It goes with it, nothing. <laughs> I, you know what? I think that that is the, that is the confidence booster. It's that the you introduction. Can, it's too. the introduction too. because you know why? A lot of times when you go natural, that's the first time yes. you ever got to see yes. yourself yes. without the yes. veil. Yes. You understand yes. what I'm saying? So we, we can wear the puff. I mean, if you <laughs> need, but, but once you realize <laughs> that that veil that you've been wearing for all these years, that's why we want to talk about that rap. I could tell you about that rap. So, 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 okay. So let's go into the rap. Okay. So let's go into the rap. So the rap for me, I saw coming from the Virgin islands, Mm -hmm. my mother, my grandmothers, they, they wrap their hair. So in my research, it came, it started in the sub Saharan uh, Africa, mm-hmm. which is one of the most close to the uh, uh, Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. So those women would wrap their hair uh, because of the extreme temperature. Protects from the sun. It protects from the sun mm-hmm. and this and that. This and that. Yes. It protects yeah. from the sun and um, all the other elements. And so seeing my mother on occasions wrap her hair, I just thought it was, I thought she was the most beautiful, yeah. the different colors. And so when I start, I even started rapping um, probably in my late 20s. And I come from, um, I, I might as well put this out there. I come from a vi- influence where my brothers and sisters were Rastafarians. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they too were wrapping their hair. They were locking their own hair with aloe in the yeah. backyard. And my mother and dad would be like, what in the heck are y'all doing? You know, it wasn't accepted at the time. Um, so seeing the wrapped hair for me was a part of that regal woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love that. I love the fact that um, of the various colors. And I know it might be damaging Miss Goody, but I don't always do it. I know it might be. But I, it's I, not I, even just that. I just I, I, there's a fine line and there's a gray area that I think that needs to be discussed. OK, because it, the, the rap can turn into a bonnet very quickly. <sighs> um, and my thing is, is that we have to keep in mind. You come from a um, Caribbean culture, or even from the West African cultures, and all of the things that are not American, but we live in America. Yeah. And the rap was not introduced to Black Americans as a means uh, of beauty. Oh, okay. You know, what I mean? it was it, it was given as a means to to hide. To hide. Yes. That is correct. So was... we we transitioned from covering our hair with the scars, okay, to cover our hair with the 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 lie, 
now covering our hair with the wigs. Okay. Everything to cover and, and, and shield what is really our glory. Okay. At the end of the day, the versatility that natural hair has, no other hair structure can, 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 can compete. I agree. I agree. There's nothing. There's there's nothing that we cannot do with our hair. That's right. So for me, it's just a degradation mm-hmm. to cover up okay. that glory. Where for me, I saw it as this. And so also I read Miss Goody and Donna that in um, certain parts of Africa, I can't remember, that even the way the women would wrap it, if it was more to the right or more to the left, that was an indication of whether she was married or single. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I said there's a gray area, and I yeah. think that the westernized culture needs to be mindful yes. of the meaning and yes. the symbolism that comes behind that. You can't just be out here walking around with a rap thinking, because you may get approached. Right. by a man that's right. from that culture that's right. and presume that he is going to presume that you understand what you're doing. That's just like walking around in California with a blue shirt on or a red shirt. That's correct. So you have that's to be correct. mindful of what with the history, the history and the things that come behind it. That's why I was, I don't call my locks dreads because I know the symbolism that comes behind that. I know uh-huh. the, the, the actual bond that I'm creating when I lock my hair correct. between myself and the dimities in the universe to say that this is, I'm accepting all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even when you cut your hair, you're cutting off a piece of your history. That's like a tree lo- cutting off a couple of lines. That is correct. So it's important for people to just be mindful and know the history before you embark on something that you may be going down a path or inviting in energies into your universe that you don't understand or you're ready to deal with. Right. And so coming or seeing that um, influence of Rasta um, in my family this, as a matter of fact, my oldest brother, who's uh, transitioned years ago, he was one of the very first ones uh, or first people on the island. And this is um, maybe in the 70s or something to grew to had grown his quote unquote dreadlocks. At that point, they were calling them dreadlocks. And and so I saw those processes. But with that also came. Um, a whole spiritual movement. Mm-hmm. It was refraining from um, uh, types of foods, different things that you were eating. So it wasn't a matter of just having uh, what we call locks now, but it was a whole lifestyle, tra- lifestyle transformation, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge, and we are having the discussion. We are talking about it. We are talking about natural hair and how it defines the African-American community, uh, what it feels like and looks like in those spaces that are not used to seeing us come, used to seeing uh, black people working and wearing their natural hair we're talking about rapping we're talking about the health care we're talking about the business of the natural hair care so i have with me again for those of you who are just joining us i have co-founder and co-creator of hair she grows donna chase benton donna chase benton started hair she grows as a way to bring natural hairstylists together that they could of course let us know that first of all that they're in the community and how we can um how they can better serve us when we're looking for those services as well as there is also joining us Kay goody who is exclusive to natural hair inmate to influencer so this is this is a deep dive we're going in i realize we're at rollins college 91.5 wprk but we have to have this discussion we have to so um again let's talk about 
the fact that we are living in a multicultural society. We, um, Angelina Jolie was one of the first non-African Americans that I can remember that adopted a, a black child. Um, she was from Africa. And the first thing we started saying, how's she gonna take care of her hair? So now, right, we're Always, seeing yes. <laughs> more of that um, interracial marriages mm -hmm. that also produces um, or produces, not also, but produces um, uh, children who have that um, hair texture that um, may require someone like Miss Kay Goody, someone that Donna can uh, refer them to to be able to care for that hair. How how's how's that working out? Can anybody talk on speak on that part? So I do have a lot of. Um people reaching out, you know, through social media asking for, do you know someone who can do my hair? Or do you have a stylist that we recommend? And, and Kay Goody has done our event before, so nice. I, and I know her work, and I can recommend her. So I, I just don't pick someone out of, you know, off of Instagram and say, hey, go here. We actually have personal connections with the, the stylist in the area through Either I've attended and had my hair done through them, which um, and so then I will highly recommend them. But it is a big thing, especially with um, adoptees who are um, all Caucasian and they are adopting, you know, multi-race children or That's black right. children. Uh, it is a concern. But I've met families who they definitely want to do right by the child That's and correct. seek that information that would help because they know this is my child and and there's discrimination, mm -hmm. and we're not gonna allow that within our family. So the and knowledge that Kay Goody and other yes. stylists in the area gives is uh, just um, important. And it's defining. So one of, will always be one of my earliest memories, um, my sisters combing my hair. That That's tradition. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yes. So when, yeah. when, again, because of where we are, um, that intimate relationship, that's where I learned a lot of knowledge. That's where they gave me tips and my little tips and wisdom because they were in my hair. So now when we look at um, multicultural families, when we look at adoptions of not the same um, ethnicity, are we losing some of those intimate moments because... Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I do service a lot of um, biracial mm -hmm. women. And man, um, and the the consensus I found to be true is I think that they that intimacy that we shared in the African American community is not related to them because they always seemed or felt like uh, a burden. Right. They're right. they because from one side they're saying that do it this way, another side saying your hair is not good enough to do mm. it this way. Mm. So there's mm. so there's such a um, a confidence that needs to be rebuilt to let them realize that. Every texture is different. There's no two heads that are the same. I mean, I service a set of twins, and their hair are night and day. Okay. So you can you should never compare your your strands up against somebody else's strands and think that because their strands did this, your should too. Right. Um. And I think that's what where it, where it, where it boils down to. And I think it's important that the parent who took on um another race child that you take the time to learn and to cultivate that type of a relationship that especially correct. when going out into the world as an african-american in 
I mean, we're in 2023, we're approaching 2023, and we're mm-hmm. still dealing with issues of just walking down the street and being judged based That's off right. of your hairstyle. Right. That's right. And regardless of you never experienced that as a Caucasian parent or Asian parent, your black child will. That's right. So it's important for you to cultivate that bond and that 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 intimacy that that's there mm-hmm. when you're just even if you don't know what you're doing, just a couple of minutes spending brushing your hair mm-hmm. or just massaging the scalp, shampooing their hair. Those t- moments are the times where they realize that I'm seen. That's right. And those are the moments right. that are necessary to help build the self-confidence so they can go out into the world yep. and attack in a way that they're going to be able to sustain whatever's coming at them. That's right. I, I so agree with that. Um, because, remember, those, the fact that uh, combing our hair, and I'm going to say it just that plain, not doing our hair, but combing our hair, it was also, this was something we did like every Sunday before you went to school for that week. Mm-hmm. Um, this 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 was a way to build our this built our Mm self-esteem this was part of our care and how we presented and a lot of times in our community if a woman a child is walking around with undone or unkept hair Mm -hmm. that's also a thing for us so hair has always been um one of our priorities of defining who we are and and our stance in the world um when we started to see a, a, a lot of these um, quaffs, I call them quaffs, the really close cut, not natural. Um, and a lot of people, I remember I had really nice long braids in my hair and um, I, I needed to be transported by an ambulance. Something happened. And guess what he said to me? And I've heard this before with braids. How much did you pay for that? So that's also, uh-huh, uh-huh, because it's somewhere it is, Um, stated or the messaging that as black people, because of the different styles we wear and how often we may change our looks through our hair, we are spending a lot of money on our hair. And I cannot tell you how many times that's been said to me by people who are non-African American, how much time, oh my God, Barbara, I bet that took you X, Y, Z amount of time to do that style to your hair, if it's braids Mm -hmm. or how much money. Let's talk on that. Funny enough, we kind of had that conversation yeah. uh, just recently <laughs> saying that, you know, not naming certain product lines that our community spends the most in yeah. hair care. Yeah. Be it um, what, you know, if weave. you're getting braids, mm-hmm. weave, oh, yeah. extensions, yeah. wigs, yeah. everything mm-hmm. is a moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And so, that's right. Um, hair care is the only industry that um, grew. Over 50% margins during the pandemic. Wow. $86 billion in revenue is is gained every quarter from the African-American community for hair care. Wow. The European community only spends $200 average per year Mm. for hair care. Um, And that goes back to, like I said, in Western's culture, we have to work um, exceptionally hard to make sure that we fit the mold. Mm Mm-hmm. And the cost of fitting that mold is exponentially higher Higher. than for any other community. We got to be intact. We feel we we got to be intact. I mean, when you excellence has to be our middle name when we step into the room, no matter how qualified we are, Mm -hmm. we already starting on, you know, three levels behind the person Mm -hmm. that we're competing with. So 
largely so if we, as a community, take the moment to realize how much buying power we have and took it back, we will be able to sustain ourselves so much further. It's, 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 it, it is amazing to me how much is spent in our community just on appearance. That's right. And That's it's right. all the dollars that the other communities are spending on land, mm -hmm. um, reparations, they're spending mm -hmm. on assets, education, uh, all these things. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we could just even look at what happened with the pandemic, the stimulus money. Right. Where did that money right. go? Right. You know, right. we didn't see a lot of land being bought in our community. We mm -hmm. didn't see a lot of properties. We didn't see a lot of businesses being open in the community as a whole. We only made up a small percentage of the businesses that were open during the pandemic. Right. Yes, it was exponentially yep. larger than it was in the years transpiring past. Right. But that money was not sold into areas that could be beneficial. And if we didn't learn anything through the pandemic, you got to make yourself essential. Yes. And, yes, and I, I learned mm -hmm. <laughs> hair care is not essential. That's right. Okay. That's right. So you have to make sure that you pivot yourself in an area that if your hands are broken and you can't mm -hmm. do anything else, how are you still going to be able to sustain? But we as a people spend a lot of money. Yeah, a whole lot. So we want to touch respectfully. Um, again, thank you both for being here. I am, I am sitting here with authorities authorities in the natural hair care industry, Donna Chase Benton and Miss Kay Goody. And we are having the discussion, natural hair, how it defines us, how it impacts us economically, socially, um, professionally. So we're, we're talking to talk. So respectfully, when we speak about hair care, and I'm, I'm emphasizing respectfully, we cannot, um, I would be remiss if we did not touch on alopecia. Mm. We know how, again, when we talk about hair, when we talk about uh, African-Americans wearing our natural hair or just being able to style our hair, do our hair, da-da-da, um, we also know that alopecia in our community is significant, it's impactful, um, I don't want to bring up that situation that we saw with with our with our Smiths yeah, and and yeah. I, and our brother Chris Rock. Okay, um, we don't <laughs> no, bring it up. Yeah, we don't. We're gonna leave it right there. Yeah, we're gonna leave it right there. But we we cannot be. Um, this is wouldn't be a total conversation without being able to speak on that part. Um, and we want to be able to address it in a respectful and educated manner. I constantly um, am being educated in every area. So this too is an area I have friends who suffer from this. And even though I may see it being beautiful and natural, that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. So um, touch on that for us, ladies. Um, great subject. and. Although I'm not the expert because I am not. <laughs> yeah. I, and I've never, so that's my disclaimer, I yeah. have never um, been a hairstylist. I have done hair. I've been right. the person sitting on the front porch yes. doing the hair of the children in the neighborhood when I was growing yes. up. However, and those, um, those people are important, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, the hair loss and hair growth are huge subjects yes. in our community yes. and I do appreciate people like Kay Goody mm -hmm. and bringing those experts to the consumers so they understand the logic behind all of it um, I didn't even realize there was a 
hair growth phase that our hair went through. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. So yes. learning those things just uh, throughout the years, um, I knew that it was important. Um, um, definitely touching on hair loss and why are we going through so much hair loss at this time. Correct. So I'm going to pass this on to Kay Goody. Kay Goody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am not... Um, I've done hundreds of hours of research. I've spent thousands of dollars on education. Mm. And what I've learned across the board is a large majority of the alopecia that people experience is onset. Okay. Um, it could be avoided. Okay. And it could be reversed. Okay. But there are some situations where it's just genetics, and this mm. is a part of your testimony, and this is something that you're going to have to embrace as a part of your journey. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> But to speak to the narrative, that's something that's onset because I think that's where we can talk about solutions. Okay. Um, factually speaking, the hair care industry was not branded. The products, so even simple things like shampoo, mm -hmm. are not formulated to our hair composition. The shampoos are meant to strip your hair from the moisture that's necessary for your hair to thrive. So it's a lot of the things that is being removed from a European texture is not being removed from our hair texture. Correct. And then a lot of times, even with a natural hair composition, because the products you may have, like, I know we can all feel that. You've got to have a bunch of shampoo in one corner and a little sparse amount of shampoo in the other corner, and you feel like you've rinsed it all out. But that product is still sitting, you know, like a silicone cap on top of your hair. And over time, progressively, from traction... Um, from improper handling, misuse of products, stress, medications can attribute to those hair losses. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people will see regrowth and regermination if they create a healthy routine. Right. So those are things that you have to be mindful for. Take the labels, turn it around and read and see what's in that bottle. If it has something that you know you're allergic to or something that has caused you damage in the past, no matter how pretty it makes your hair look, make the sacrifice to leave it alone. Mm -hmm. Even simple things like continued use of edge control. Listen, you know? listen. So I, and people do not believe me when I say this, I will not put any type of gels on the side of my hair. I, it, I, to me, it just doesn't, it's not, it doesn't make sense. I don't mind if my edges stand up or whatever they're supposed to do. I have seen what it has done with the gelling and then the brushing. I have seen it. Um, I remember going to a stylist and I was relaxing and she put some gel in my hair. She never saw me again. I, yeah, I, it is. For me, it is. I just don't see it as a natural approach. It's not necessary. Yeah. And I just think that a lot of braiders were not taught to braid without product. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, when people come sit in my chair, they're surprised. I don't blow your hair straight. Yeah. You know, I'm, we go straight from the shampoo bowl straight to the chair and I'm braiding. I don't use a lot of product. If it's not water-based or something that's lightweight, I'm not yeah. going to put it on your hair. Only time I might dress the edges is because that's what they prefer. Right. But a large right. majority of my clients, they don't want that extra stuff because mm -hmm. they, they know the quality of the work, they know the sustainability. It's going to look good from day one to day 56 because I did not use the product. That's right. Um, whereas with a person that uses the product two, three weeks from now or a good hot shower, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. edges that you grease down are going to buck. 
and now you're left with this white residue behind. Yes. And it, and a lot of times people don't or have the heat. foresight. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have the foresight to go at, at night when you wash your face to wash your hairline. Yeah. You know, you yep. have to wash that stuff. That stuff is not meant to stay on your hair for two, three weeks, four, five, six months, like at some people time. at yes. a time. Like I've I, I literally had to add remove your hair email <laughs> <laughs> to it's my time. booking system because I, I I ran into a woman like months after I did her hair. I was like, girl, like Hey. That's supposed to came out, you yeah, know? And yeah, you think because yeah. you wash it and put a little gel on it to smooth it down. No, sweetheart. Yeah, All yeah. you're doing is adding insult to injury. <laughs> and, and I always say to them, I said, do you want to walk around here being a bald head old lady? No, no. <laughs> and isn't that really the outcome we're That's seeking? That's what it is. My mother had a full head of hair when she passed. Now, my mother was one of those who did not wash her hair herself. She stayed in the salon, but I also realized that was part of her social engagement. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was like, whatever, you know, I, I can't fight that. If that's where you want to go and hang out, mm-hmm. uh, so be it and yeah. spend your hours. And so she, but she did have a full head of hair. Um, and and hereditarily, um, if that's a word, um, I come from a family with with coarse hair. Mm-hmm. With coarse hair, my father's family, they, they continue to keep their hair as they are um also aging as well. Mm-hmm. So I had to embrace all of that. I had to embrace Barbara, you got coarse hair. Barbara, and I like coarse hair because I can do anything with it. Hello. It doesn't get damaged. And and Barbara, you have um this platinum, this natural platinum that's 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 going let, on. Let, let me address that, please. Because I want you to know that some yeah. people see a hundred years old and don't get one strand of gray. Yes. So that is a blessing. Yes. That means that yes. you come first of all, you if you come from a line of lineage of yeah. character. Yeah. And character is not something that can be faked. The communication can, but character cannot. That's right. So every That's time right. the universe, the Lord decides to sprout you with another yep. gray hair, he is atoning you. Yes. And saying saying congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm Receive. saying? Re- right. So Receive. just think about that. Because you see it. You see old people walking around. Yeah. And it ain't because they dyed their hair. Yeah. It's because their 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 spirit yeah. is so horrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's going to walk you straight through the gates, sweetheart. Yeah. So I have a grandson (laughs) who's 10 years old that has visible gray hair. So that's when I said, you know what? If if he has visible gray hair, um, you can cut it. You're still going to see it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how, um, you know, I I get it. That's how much. And I call it my inheritance. I had a a little child was, Miss Barbara, is your hair gray? After not seeing it. Mm -hmm. And they saw it. I was like, it sure is. It's part of my inheritance. So I had to I had to embrace that part. Yeah, Yeah. it is. I I, I look forward to it. I just pray I get a couple. Yeah. yeah. Give me a whole skunk. (laughs) 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 This is has been an informative discussion a lively topic i cannot thank you both for being here on your friday mornings and coming in so part of the uh, part of our seat our table leadership lounge is how we define leadership in the spaces that we occupy and um you got to give us a bit on that as two leaders influencers how do you define leadership uh, that people can learn from you, grow from you. How do you define it, Miss Goody? Um, annually, I host a, a vision board workshop, and I don't just do it annually. Whenever the opportunity presents itself, it's the make it plain situation. So, and, and because I think it's important for you to be very intentional with your actions, your mm-hmm. your words need to be in alignment with your 
goals, your actions need to be in alignment with your goals, your consumption needs to be in alignment with your goals. Everything needs to be in alignment in order for you to get to that next level. And that's in anything, even if you just want to get a driver's license. Right. Your things that you do preceding that have to be in alignment for you to get that goal. So I think it's important for us as leaders to make sure that our actions, our day-to-day networks, and that everything that I do in my business can be received as being done with divinity and character. Wow. So wow. I, I, don't, I don't put myself, that's why I'm very transparent in saying that I came from intimate to influence. I started my company as a fugitive on the run. Wow. You know, and I was able to t- turn my life around. Mm. And I say that proudly. Wow. Because somebody is listening. Yes. That needs to know that it's not it's, it's not over. You can do do better. And even in spite of your sacrifice, even in spite of what everybody else may consider to be worthless, you are valuable. Yes. And you can see it through to the other side. Mm. That's inspirational. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that with us. And um, we continue to get better when people like you come to the forefront and you're able to share with us. It it affirms. It affirms a, a lot of um, who we think we're not, or who we think we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get to be comfortable right there where we are. So thank you so much. Ms. Donna, yes. how do you define leadership in the space in which you occupy? I am learning every day and as a leader I learned how to delegate Mm. and as one who was always wanted to be in control Mm. and do it all because I felt no one else could do it better than me me. I have learned (laughs) (laughs) I just learned last year but I'm I'm willing to share my knowledge (laughs) I have learned to seek out and and as you know that God will provide. He will send what you need. And to be able to open up and realize that that is who he has sent to you to help you through this journey, to be a better leader, to be a better person in the community, because Mm -hmm. my um, purpose is to serve. Yes. As a leader, you, you should not be the one who thinks that I need to be served. You should be the one who's serving. And so therefore, for me, just bringing in people like Kay Goody because I'm yes, loving everything that she yes. is. She's given so many gems today yes. that dropping I've grown them, from. Them, yes, I've yes. grown from you today. Yes. And so every day I don't make mistakes and I learned that, that I've learned a lesson. That's hey, right. Yes. That's right. That's, That's a word. Right. That's a word. Wow. So where can someone connect with you, Miss Kay Goody? Well, if you would like to connect with me, you can visit Kay Goody Connection. That's double K dot com. And you'll see basically anything you need to know. And if you need to ring me up, I'm, I'm here for a talking to <laughs> all the way down to a sleigh. Miss <laughs> <laughs> okay. Donna, how can yes. someone connect with you? They and- can connect through Instagram, Facebook, and website at hairshegrows.com. Okay. All under the same handle. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Once again, you are listening to Our Seat, Our Table, the Leadership Lounge. We are here every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's right. We get it started. We get, we get your Friday morning started. You're listening to WPRK 91.5. You can also hear us on Spotify. We will upload. We were live, by the way, ladies. Did I tell you all that? No. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you are live. We 
are live. Um, we always say our seat, our table is a space where we preserve, affirm, and dismantle. Dismantle any stereotypes, any of the isms. Um, this is where, again, local community leaders, this is a platform for the people, I, I call us the, the grassroots uh, leaders, those who are touching turf, those who are out there, those who are sitting on the porch doing hair, hey. uh, those who are selling candy. <laughs> I, I respect and I love the hustle. Um, Again, tonight is Light Up Hannibal Square. It is a community event where you can come over and be in community. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. We're going to have live music. We're going to have hot cocoa. We'll have a few uh, community vendors. Um, and so we love the support. Um, you're going to see the lights. We count down. Five, four, three, two, one, and then we light up uh, Hannibal Square um, or Hannibal Square Heritage Center. Pardon me. I want to thank all the volunteers who have helped to make that program, that event, successful. I want to thank Donna. Chase Benton and Miss Kay Goody for coming out first thing in the morning to talk about the importance of natural hair and how it defines us as African American people, African and African American community, not just the way we look, but the way we feel, how it represents us spiritually, how it represents us in uh, community, in the workplace. And we certainly hope that this information has been um, informative, educational, and helpful in every single way. We want to thank you again and have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Hey, hey, our seat, our table. This is our voice, our time, our moment, our seat, our table. Table.